Good evening, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining me for our first session for the Letters of John by N.T. Wright. I have uh, been following Professor Wright for uh, several years now. He is uh, scholarly. Uh, He's an Englishman. Uh, He's uh, a wonderful speaker. He's got a heart for the Lord. And he can be somewhat dense Uh, meaning that he can write a 500-page book that I could probably write in half a paragraph. Uh, So, I say that jokingly, of course, but uh, this is one of his shorter studies, and I'm thankful uh, for that, but he does uh, love uh, the Word of God and certainly uh, Jesus Christ. So I felt drawn to this study. I, I thought what I would do this evening is give... Uh, a little bit of background to uh, the text, the letters of John, before we get into the meat and potatoes of it uh, next week. So uh, I'd like to read the intro that John makes um, to the the community for this evening and then get into some other background material, and that'll kind of wrap up uh, tonight's session. So uh, if uh, if you would, let's Go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, I I pray, Lord, that we open our hearts as we open up your word and listen, Lord, and hear, Lord, your word. It's always, always a good thing to stand, Lord, upon your word, to read your word and to apply your word. I pray, Lord, that the letters of John can do just that. Lord, teach us and equip us. And we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles before you, I'd like to read the intro from 1 John chapter 1, beginning with verse 1, and I will read through verse 4. God is light. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. The one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you what we ourselves have already seen and heard, so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So just uh, just several things that I found uh, interesting that I wanted to share from uh, Dr. Wright this evening. Firstly, the ancient Jews believed that world history was divided into two periods or ages. There was the present age, which was full of misery and suffering and justice and oppression. And there was, of course, the age to come, the time when God would sort it all out, but put everything right and would in particular rescue his people from the evil that they had suffered. 
Now, John says, God has provided an advanced display of this future. God has kept the age to come under wraps, waiting to reveal it at the right time. But the secret at the heart of the early Christian movement was that the age to come had already been revealed. The future had burst into the present, even though the present time wasn't ready for it. The word for that future was life. Life as it was meant to be. Life in its full, vibrant meaning. A life which death tried to corrupt, thwart, and kill, but a life which had overcome death itself and was now on offer to anyone who wanted to come and take it. Life itself had come to life, had taken the form of a human being, coming into the present from God's future, coming to display God's coming age. And the name of that life in person is, of course, Jesus Christ. John, the author of this letter and the two other letters, is most likely the same John who wrote the gospel that bears his name. This would be the same John who was one of the original 12 apostles. In the first two letters before us, John writes against deceivers, false prophets, and anti-messiahs. We can't be sure exactly who these people were that John was challenging because there were so many religious movements as well as political ones in the first century. It's quite possible the false prophets John has in mind didn't belong to any particular group that we know of uh, from elsewhere. But in several places, John emphasizes the physicality of Jesus, that he had a body, and warns his readers to reject those who say Jesus did not come in the flesh. Such a belief looks suspiciously like one religious movement that came to be known as Gnosticism. Gnostics claimed there was some kind of manifestation of a Jesus who seemed to be human, even if he was not fully so. But they couldn't allow that this Jesus would actually die and really be dead. And because they claimed that he didn't die, they also denied his bodily resurrection. For them, the resurrection would have only had been a spiritual dimension. Yet to deny his death and bodily resurrection was not just to deny something about Jesus. It was denying something about God himself. No other God, no other power, no other being in all of the world loved like this, gave like this, and died like this. All others win victories by fighting. This one, however... By suffering. All of the gods exercise power by killing. This one, though, by dying. John emphasizes that the Spirit enables us to bear witness to what the Father has done in sending the Son. He reminds us forcefully that such witness must, of course, come not in word only, but also in deed. As we read in John, 1 John, rather, 
3.18. Our love must come in the flesh, just as God's love did in Jesus Christ. So, church, I'm going to leave it there for this evening. That is uh, a little bit of the uh, context that I wanted to add as we launch into <clears throat> these uh, three letters. So let us uh, read it slowly, please, uh, as we uh, spend uh, the next several weeks. And, and by the way, each uh, lesson is... Uh, titled differently, but there's going to be a total of uh, nine weeks. So that will get us through uh, this uh, this fall season. But if you would, I, I would just ask that for uh, next week, if you would, read 1 John 1, verses 1, through chapter 2, verse 2. And that uh, will... Um, bring us into the word of life uh, that we'll look at for next week. So, uh, let me leave it there. I would like to offer a word of prayer for us this evening. And if you would, just read through uh, in your own scripture and translation that you have uh, your own Bible notes uh, context there. Of course, it always adds and, and, and helps us to understand kind of the bigger picture of what uh, the writer, and in this particular case, uh, John is is uh, speaking about. So let me offer a word of prayer for us. Oh God, your word tells us that you are the light, that you are love, that you are uh, the word that was made flesh in your son, Jesus Christ. Oh God, we're going to be looking at these different themes, Lord, and certainly applying them uh, to everyday life. For your word is a living word, and it's applicable for every man, woman, and child. Bless, Lord, uh, this study. Bless those who watch uh, this study of John. And in all things, we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Folks, have a wonderful evening. Take care, and God bless you.